Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire. Thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate you. I am currently having a staring contest with Delilah, my dog. I just fed her chicken. And she's looking at me like, any more where that came from? And yes, Delilah, there is more chicken where that came from, but I'm not feeding you all at night. Welcome back in. Hope you're doing well. How are you doing today? Hope you're good. First, I'd like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, and Boyan Ansonoff at Boyan the Ansonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels. We have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Go give the world a hug today with your hand sanitizer and your nice gloves on, maybe even some tongs. Go pick up some litter. Do your part for the environment. Would also like to thank Mason Tim at the Bearded Bear 95. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. Yes. Yeah, this week was uh, a blur. <laughs> I uh, I had a really good weekend. I had a really busy week. Uh, it It's difficult to kind of look back on the week and sum it up as, I guess, in-depth as it feels day-to-day. But it, it seemed like, if anything, I just felt more tired on some days. I didn't necessarily feel more or less depressed or anxious or something. It was just more so the energy levels that I noticed most this week. And I think I can attribute that to, you know, some inconsistent bedtimes and and things like that. But all in all, it was a pretty decent week. You know, the lows weren't low. The highs weren't high. It was more so just enjoy the moment when it happens and just keep on trudging forward knowing that Whatever you're going through, this too shall pass, and yeah, on to bigger and better things. I'm reading some cool books right now. I'm just trying to focus more on, you know, expressing myself through cooking, and if I'm feeling like I want to relax, just remembering that, sitting in front of the TV and, and doing that, I'm really not getting what I want out of that, but, you know, maybe it's a quick 10 minute session of yoga. Maybe it's doing the dishes, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's doing some sort of task around the house, maybe it's taking my dog for a walk, maybe it's taking myself for a walk. It's, I guess it's just more and more learning what actually helps and what I'm actually craving when I feel something, All right? And the amount of times I've kind of stopped myself and been like, drink some water, man, you're dehydrated, take care of yourself. And I think it's just really easy to forget what the, I guess, the self-care side of it is like what you need in this moment. And man, we only get one life and life is precious. So if I'm not doing what I can for myself in a moment, I don't know how that extrapolates out. I am just absolutely rambling to start this off, but I just think it's important to, if we're going to do this life thing, let's at least enjoy it and let's do what we can for ourselves. I mean, I've lived many, many, many years of my life putting my needs aside, putting my wants aside, and just trying to exist through life while making as little waves as I can for other people. Because uh, one of the internalized lessons when I was younger was that my needs don't matter. I don't matter. It's just about trying to stay out of the spotlight and when you do that, you'll get by. But that's just uh, an old survival technique that's not uh, not exactly required anymore. So more and more just trying to learn to listen to myself, learn my, just learn my actions, learn my patterns, learn whatever I can. Just keeping an open, curious mind. And more, most of all, just trying to be understanding. Yeah. And as you hear, I had a really nice conversation this week with Mal and Dak. Malik Ba, Dakari Turner. 
two really good friends of mine. Dak and I, we've met through Malik, and all I know is every time I talk to Dak, I want to talk to him more. I want to hang out with him more, so next time I'm in the six, I'll have to swing by. Am I cool? Because I said in the six. I kind of hope so. Yeah. Anyways, we had a really, really in-depth, intelligent, fun conversation, um, along with some really important topics. So I I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to get out of the way because it's a bit of a long episode as is. So let's get to it. Rate, share, subscribe, tell a friend, all that good stuff. I appreciate everyone who listens. If it's your first time listening to the show, welcome in. Hope you're doing well. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Glad you decided to come back. Uh, yeah, you can reach, um, you know, re- follow me over at TyDeclare44 on Instagram. You can uh, watch me do some yoga for the next 90 days. Um, yeah, like some posts, see me share the show, what have you. Uh, declaration.com slash, no, that's not it. <laughs> the declarationonline.com for all things podcasts and all things blog posts and all that good stuff. No further ado, let's get to it. Please welcome Malik Ba and Zakari Turner. Get a new one. Let's get a new one. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> Fine, Malik. Fine. Hello, this is a very professional introduction to a podcast that I am doing with Malik Ba and Dakari Turner. Dak, Mal, how you doing? Ty, uh, thanks for having us on again. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on again. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be on this, this platform. This is going to be a great chat. Yeah, usually we're the ones who are who are given the podcast. So this is a this is a nice. I get to sit like, back and just like you know, I'll be inter- I'm gonna let Ty. I'm gonna let you take over everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, I was doing a podcast, Malik. You know, Boyan Mason. We were doing a sports podcast, and I was having Boyan and Mason trying to like take the reins for it, so I can just do the sit back and just contribute when I want to. It's such a different feel yeah. from actually hosting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, like when we when we do like our guest episodes, it's a lot of planning, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. behind the scenes that yeah. people probably don't think about. Dak, yeah, Dak does a good job of pretty much leading a lot of the the content and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the posting yeah, yeah. And for all that. Like people don't really realize it. It's, it's it takes a lot some time, time, man. It, it yeah. takes a lot of time, man. And even the stuff that that I do with like reaching out to guests and like you know making sure that like everything set up is like uh, scheduling is, is a big thing too. It's uh it's a bit tricky to manage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's start Dak. Cause you haven't been on the show before. Just introdu- yeah. inter- introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, I am Dak at Dak Turner on Instagram. Follow us on the DMs. Do what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Currently I'm a uh, product designer. I work in tech at a startup. Uh, my background was in advertising, where I worked uh, with Malik for a couple of years, um, then skirted out of that, got out of that business. Smart but move. yeah, still running, the, <laughs> still running the podcast. We do it weekly. Um, it allows me to be connected to kind of what's going on, not only just in advertising and marketing, but in tech and business and just a whole landscape of topics. So absolutely, that is me in a nutshell on what I do. It's a, it's a nice nutshell. And one of the... <laughs> One of the things that I think, uh, and like we can probably talk about the bad mix in a bit, but um, one of the things that I, I really like that you just said, Dak, and it goes to show that we've sort of evolved over the years, is that like really before we were just strictly talking about uh, like advertising and branding and stuff like that. And now we've sort of, yeah. especially this year, we've sort of moved into more topics around like like design and tech we've gotten a lot of different um guests who have been from different backgrounds yeah stuff like that as well really well-rounded but yeah. even in our last you know um you know five or six episodes it's really been a more focus on you know sort of like the current events and like sort of like what's happening within our industry with that lens on if that makes sense yeah um, so it's like i don't know it's it, it's fun it's it's been a platform that sort of always evolves 
always uh, connects us. Um, and, you know, it's just a, it's a good outlet for, for the both of us, I'd probably say. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, we can jump right into it. I mean, if you want to know about Malik, go listen to our past episodes. He's back there. Um, yeah. I, I remember the first time that Mal was promoting the Mad Mix. He's like, what, like 10 days Mad Mix. And, I, and we we're like, oh, yeah, damn, Mal's getting corny the as hell. Man, Mal's going to drop uh, a sick album. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, yeah. And then like it came out the Mad Mix. And at yeah. first I was like, okay, super niche, you know, super focused on like, it was like advertising and a space for, for like people in that. Right. And I was like, okay, not for me, but like, I, I'll, 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 I'll keep up with it. And I guess just to yeah. see like the evolution of it, it's been a really cool process. So do you guys just want to talk about, I guess, like what was the origin for the Mad Mix and how has it grown since then? Yeah. I mean, oh, man. you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. You can you can jump in. Um, I think the way I think at least the way that the bad mix started for me uh, was like a desire yeah. to sort of express um, some of my own opinions and thoughts. You know, uh, I think I, we started it when I was maybe 20, 24, 25 years old. I had just recently moved to Toronto um, and I knew I wanted to know more and learn more about the, the industry is something that I was like actually surprisingly passionate about. I feel like a lot of people who um, go into some kind of career like without really knowing all the ins and outs and the details of it are um, not as passionate as I was. So to answer your question, I think where I started with this was uh, I was really interested in the school work that I was doing, but I uh, wanted to do something that was a little bit more on the side uh, and branch out to, uh, you know, to something that I could do in my own time. Well, not like a hobby, but uh, mm-hmm. something that I yeah, could yeah. Do my own time to sort of like uh, express my own thoughts, opinions, whatever. Uh, and I was a keener in school too. So, and like, this is even <laughs> flex but like you know i would work really hard on the assignments and stuff like that i cared about them and you know we would get like yeah, yeah. marks and shit like that uh and i feel like dak you were probably a similar way so uh dak and i became friends uh and we were like you know we want to do something a little bit more sort of to help us uh you know set us up for success after we graduate um our you know program at, at humber and uh in our second year when we lived together we were just like why not like let's just let's just make a blog like let's just like make a like a, a website and a blog to like help us practice the things that we're learning in school help us uh, yeah. you know, develop those skills like in like not a professional setting yet mm-hmm. but like a little bit more intermediary between that and school um so we did it we we did like a little bit of a campaign like a 10 day sort of <laughs> kind of thing doc would say a little bit corny but i think uh um, yeah. You know, we we were learning and we were testing out, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And you know, the fact that we're still talking about it means, uh, you know, somebody remembered it, right? So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how this this thing started for for me at least. And you know, it's just uh, it's just kept going. Let me add a little bit to that because um, I don't know if you remember, but in our marketing class, we had a guest speaker come in. Shout out to Nadine Evans. That was Nadine. Um, and she was telling us that like to really stand out, like once we're starting to look for internships and all that, it would help to have like an online presence or like a blog or some sort. And I think that was like where it kind of the gear started turning into my head. And it happened with Malik as well, because I believe we had a conversation after that. And Malik's the one that brought it up, I think maybe at a bar. It was, maybe with, it was, yeah, yeah, it was at uh, <laughs> what, yeah, it was at or, yeah. or, or somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, anyways, anyways. Yeah, you brought it up. And then I was like, I was also thinking of that too. Like, I think we shouldn't start a blog. And we were talking about what would the topic be? We were like, should it be sports? Should we like talk about this or that? Should it be more educational, like marketing, like teaching people concepts? Um, and then eventually we just landed on, let's just like talk about what's relevant and then make it from a marketing perspective. So and it's been own- a lot of like trial and error. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, and like our own perspectives as well but uh, yeah exactly but yeah it's been a lot of trial and error like we started with the articles we were doing two per week i think one on tuesday one on friday at 7 p.m 
And I think it just got to a point where, you know, we had been doing that for a couple of years. And for me, at least, my opinion, it started to feel like a chore to put out those articles. Um, we always had to remember to publish them right at the right time. And I was kind of running out of ideas. We're, yeah. We're both working full time while we're doing this. Yeah. And yeah, the articles weren't too long, but like you still had to put a lot of effort into it. And I was starting to question if people were even reading the full article. So I think from there, we tried to pivot a bit to do like video interviews, which was a cool project. We did like, I think, 10 of them. Um, that was super fun. Just like interviewing people in the industry, um, content creators, things like that. People that are just making a splash in, in Toronto and trying to get a sense of, you know, what their career journey was like and things of that nature. But again, from my perspective, because it was such a short video, you couldn't really get fully in depth with those conversations. Mm -hmm. It was like a quick question, quick answer, and then we're on to the next thing because we didn't want to do like an hour long video. So at that time, podcasts were brewing. They were, you know, trending. Everyone was trying to do a podcast. We talked about it. We're like, yo, this is the, the next format that makes sense mm -hmm. where we can talk about things that are going on but have like an insightful and a long conversation and, and people are willing to listen to it. So yeah. And, and that's kind of the short version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was definitely the short version. And you know, to build off that, I think one of the things for us was like, like I was saying before, you know, we were both working uh, and working together at the time actually. And yeah. you know, uh, when you're working in advertising, it's not like a, a typical nine to five job. You don't start at a certain time. You don't end at a certain time. You like work until the job's kind of done. And you know, a lot yeah. of that, hours after hours and stuff so the videos like dad was saying were like really really fun to do and i loved it but the thing is the production of them uh really took a lot of planning we had to get the right people yeah. to schedule we had to get the editor we had to there was just a lot of things that like maybe we'll see videos again in the future you know maybe we'll yeah but the thing is um we just wanted to like do we wanted to have those insightful conversations in a way that made sense like a conversation that doc and i typically have with each other but like, maybe we just, is there a way to produce these things that's a little bit more cost efficient, timely, and you know, all these different things. So naturally podcasts just seem to, uh, to gravitate to the, you know, the, the most legitimate option at that point. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I mean, as, you know, as things evolve, like if, if it didn't change from day one, I'd honestly be a little bit concerned. Like it's yeah. the natural progression yeah, is to, yeah, to pivot, to, to find your next thing and to go forward. And I mean, I think you guys have found yeah. a stride with your podcast. I mean, the the chemistry you guys have is is clear. It's great. Um, and I mean, the, doing I've, this for years, Ty. Doing this for years. Man, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like the last couple uh, episodes you guys have done have been super, super timely, important, and like 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 Dak was saying, is like you can get more in depth with the podcast, right? And I feel yeah. like you know an article only goes so far, a quick video only goes so far. So that's pretty cool. Um, didn't you guys win an award for the Mad Mix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Do you have it, Melon? I have it with you. Uh, let me, <laughs> let me see. Malik has left yeah. the stage. Here, to go. Go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, for people listening, you cannot see it, obviously. But. It was, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. The thing is, is that it's funny because when Dak was was talking about, you know, the person who. Uh, came to speak to our class that sort of like inspired us both to like talk about uh, or to, to build something like the Mad Mix. Uh, that was the same person that handed us that award that one night. So yeah. It was kind of an interesting sort of, uh, you know, progression to be like, you know, this person's like, this is what you got to do. Dak and I were like, let's fucking do it. Mm -hmm. We did it. Yeah. And then uh, that same person rewarded us it was almost symbolic it was like uh, a full circle yeah, yeah. for me at least but uh yeah that was a pretty special moment now there's yeah, obviously sure. a lot of steps that go between an idea and let's start it so what was the latency period between like hey we could do something and actually starting it uh i would say probably a couple months like we this was right before i moved back to ottawa actually um when i when we were starting to think of the idea so before the summer, right? Before yeah, the summer, we exactly. started to think about it. And then it launched in November. I yeah, remember. and then it launched in November. Yeah. So it took about like maybe like, uh, you know, six months 
five months of just like planning and ideating and stuff like that. And then I remember the moment that we like pushed it live and like we did everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then we had to pull up to class the next day. Like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, uh, I felt like a celebrity. It was kind of jokes. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy that making a blog live felt like such a big deal? Like right now it would just be so easy to just you know, yeah, push yeah. the button. It's live. But back then, like, it wasn't even that long ago, really, but I think it, it was it was very different. Not everyone we knew had a blog or a podcast or video platform or anything like that. So yeah, that's special. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, I guess like the, I don't want to call it like niche, but like the niche beginnings that, you know, your, the Mad Mix had, I think it, it just led to, as you grow, grow in the podcast, you know, it does stay that kind of unique focus and it, it's nothing like anything I've listened to before um just the focus of it now i don't like granted i don't listen to a lot of things in like the advertising yeah. like media field but i mean is that your experience as well that it's like a pretty unique product i think it's unique yeah. i i think it's uh i think that's one of the reasons why we came up with something like this and why i think that it's it's you know been something that we've upkept throughout the throughout the years you know what I mean? It's it, there. And for me, when I was thinking about, you know, an idea, something that we can do on like maybe a weekly basis, like a project basically on the side, I'm like, I want to make it like my own thing. And I don't really see, I know, I remember when we were originally doing like a, at least me, like a competitive scouting of like yeah, young yeah. in advertising, young people in marketing, like what kind of content's available to me. Um, and I didn't really find anything that like, was like relevant or or didn't or made much sense to me and resonated with me so i was like i see an opportunity here because we could be you know some of the first um you know young people young successful black people to like come up with something uh as dope as this we're trying to make marketing but like make it like dope you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah, yeah, that's my slogan make it dope make marketing dope yeah <laughs> hey, that's, that's that's yeah pretty, that's i think cool. uh yeah, I think a big part of it is that, like, speaking personally, I think, and from what I've heard from friends, is our podcast is, is accessible even if you're not in marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the marketing-focused podcasts are very, like, terminology-driven to marketing, and, like, the only people that will like it are, are people that have been in the industry for, like, 10-plus years. Mm -hmm. Or they're very interview-based, where it's just question-answer, question-answer, where for us, like when we have a guest, it's like, sure, we'll talk about you for a bit, but like, we want to talk, we want to riff off on some topics and get your, get you to just join the chat with us, you know, yeah, less, of a, less of an interview. Exactly. exactly. And that's, that's why we bring people on. It's like to engage in discussions and not just uh, like to, to Dak's point, like make it boring and, you know, be super yeah. prescriptive with this is the question. This is the answer. This is the terminology. If you don't know it, you're out of luck. It's Get like, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We want to make it like, we want to talk about things like, like, okay, not everyone's into marketing, but like everyone's into like the MBA. Mm -hmm. Everyone's into like, you know, the, the trends that are, everyone's into TikTok, like all these different things that are like happening. We're just like, why, yeah. don't, why don't we bring all those things that like, you know, regular people for lack of a better term. Um, we talk about memes a lot. Yeah, yeah, we talk about memes a lot, and then just put it <laughs> marketing lens, so it's like a little bit more accessible yeah. to people. Because the more prescriptive you are, um, the more niche you get. And I think we're trying to expand and not be as uh, not be specific. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's I, I can definitely see some parallels in this too, because you know, I talk about mental health, but it's not like sit down with an interview hey how's your mental health or like like it's it's yeah, you know you, yeah. you you like you're saying you're weaving different conversations you want to expand you want to just have a conversation so speaking sure. of just riffing and you know making it generalized um you know mal you were talking about you know when you're starting you know doing research uh, on different podcasts looking at people who are doing something similar trying to find ways to differentiate no matter how you compare it though right if you have a podcast you're going to be looking at other people's podcasts you know, you're going to be looking yeah. at numbers. You're going to be, you know, at a certain point, you do start to care about the numbers. That's just the human side, right? Um, and again, to pull back the curtain, right? There's a lot that goes into planning a podcast, going into it. One of which is trying to come up with topics to talk about. And, you know, Dak, one of the ones that you brought up was the comparison culture and mm. how easy it is to, you know, compare what you have to others 
to and and just the effect that that can have on your mental well-being, on your confidence, all that. Do you want to just riff a bit on on that? Let's do it. I could go on, man. I was reading a Please quote. Um, I can't remember who who said the quote, but comparison with the thief of joy, mm-hmm. and I just think that's so true. It's like especially with social media. Forget podcasts. Just anything really like at your age you see somebody that is your age but has a house or has a car or isn't working because they retired early and you're like oh my god i'm a failure you know comparison is the thief of joy we're constantly seeing other people doing better or worse than us and it affects the way we uh we view things you know it's like i think it's super detrimental and i would be really curious to know what that like high school experience is now you know for people that are are seeing everyone's lives on social media and you're only seeing the good side, the, the highlight reel. So you compare on your bad day to someone's amazing day mm-hmm. and you feel even worse. Yep. So it, you know, I think it, that's only going to get worse, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, just to, to jump on that too, I think the influence of social media and stuff like that is, uh, you know, really something to consider when we're talking about topics like this. I think when you get on like the Instagrams and especially like Snapchats and the TikToks and all that kind of stuff, you really, um, I find myself being like, oh man, like I wish I had this or I wish I did this. And I'm like, wait, like, you know, I build a career for myself and I'm doing, you know, not even to flex. I think I'm doing like relatively well. Like, why can't I just focus on like the things that I know that I'm doing well and, you know, you know, staying in my own lane for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah. versus like looking at the guy next to me and saying, Oh, here you go. Especially, you know, and not to make this about, uh, about race, but like, you know, my skin color has a, has a factor into that as well. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really see too many, like, you know, black people in advertising. So I look at the guy next to me, it's like, maybe that person had like a better opportunity than I did, or maybe mm-hmm. that person knows the president of the company or whatever. I'm like, you know, so I don't know what goes on in the backside because I only see the good stuff. So I think from my own perspective, it's like, uh, I think I need to, and I think we all need to maybe focus a little bit more on ourselves and our own and celebrate our wins versus, uh, you know, looking at somebody else's and wishing you had that because that's not a, it's not productive. Yeah. Absolutely. I even found that um, like early in, early in the lockdown or the quarantine that I was just seeing a lot of stuff online with people saying, you know, if you're not learning a new language right now, a new skill or whatever, you're wasting your time. And that started to get in my head because I want to compare. And I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta be busy all day, every day during this quarantine. I'll never get this moment back. But I really just hit a moment where I'm like, who am I doing this for? Like, let me just like, I can just hang out and chill. Like, I don't have to be um, doing stuff constantly just to... Um, just to like appeal someone I don't even know, you know, yeah. so hundred percent take it easy on yourself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Take it easy on yourself and make it easy on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean, in a nutshell, uh, Tony Ticketus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, Dag, you hit on the head, right? Is through this whole quarantine, whatever you want to call it, it's been yeah. like most of our interactions happen over social media. And like you said, it's only the highlights on there. There's not a lot of, like there is some realness on www.thedeclarationonline.com. You know, that the the realness can at least bleed through somewhere, but for the most part, it's comparison. It's looking at what others have. It's looking at, you know, like, like like even you said is, um, you know, oh, I, I'm baking bread every day. I I'm reading a new language. I'm reading a new book, learning a new language. It's, it's the highlights. And, I think there's a really important space where we can be honest about what's going on and we can just, just be real that just because yeah. someone else is glowing, just because someone else is below or having a struggle, like that shouldn't have an effect on your own personal self-concept, mm-hmm. right? Who you are and what you're doing should maybe be like the focus. It's difficult to keep that as the focus. So, I mean, I guess the question is how do you, I guess secure your self concept where it's your input that matters. And if you believe in the direction you're going, then that's what matters. Like, how do we, how do we keep that? That's a, you know, I think it's a really, that's a tough question for me to answer. It is. I think that there are yeah. multiple, multiple ways at it. 
But I think that there's not just one step you need to take. There's multiple. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, if you, if you, if I'm going to use an analogy, so it's like, let's say you start the race here and you end the race, you know, four to five kilometers down the road and like you get tired easily. So like it takes you longer to run those like four to five kilometers or whatever, you know, that's going to seem a lot like really, really overwhelming for you at first. Like you're like, Oh my God, like how am I going to go from here to here this quickly? When I think that you just need to focus. And the point I'm trying to make is a lot of people think like bigger picture, like, and that's what makes things unrealistic. But if you're able to sort of like, see the next thing in front of you and break it down and and break things out in milestones um, to help you get to that, like, you know, four to five kilometer mark in the race. I think that's where you start to to realize um, and appreciate yourself and and getting you to to those, those different levels. And I think that teaches you a lot about your own work ethic and, and how you're able to sort of like stay on track based on what you think is the right idea. I would say that's probably what, what my answer would be to that. Yeah. Send, yeah. Send like a yeah, I would, I would and actually that. going after that, right? Like not mm-hmm. like, like you say, break it down, have a clear goal, but not looking 40 feet ahead, not like it's getting so caught up in, in what's going on and like the, in, in the smoke. Yeah, absolutely. Cause think about it, man. Like if you, if we had this conversation before January, you know, like if we spoke last year about what do we want to do in 2020? it would all be different. You have to pivot, you know, oh, yeah. like, oh. I thought 2020 was going to, I thought I was going to be in Europe right yeah. now, man. Same. On a four week vacation and you have to pivot. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. So you cannot plan that far in advance. Like you can have that idea, but you have to be okay with just going with the flow of it, you know? Yeah. And making sure that the, the, the next step is an achievable one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of people like, set um a lot of goals for themselves that are like very ambitious and like it's discouraging when you don't see progress but it's like oh like yeah get to here by this time get to here by this and it just gives you bite-sized chunks to work towards and then eventually you get to where you want to be and then look back and be like you remember where i wanted to be and i'm there now because i I think we just constantly think of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing but Mm -hmm. it's like just take some time and think about where you were five years ago, you know, yeah. and, and I how think, you progressed or. Well, it's, that's exactly it, Dak. And I think if you, that's what, to, to answer your question, I think that's what grounds you. And I think that gives you a clear sense of self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Stay fluid, keep it attainable, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yourself grounded. I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard said it best is, you know, enjoy the moment. Cause that's all we have. Yeah. Right. Like nice. going, going, going to the NBA championship, right. It's very easy to get caught up in the wash to think far ahead, but man, the process is why we do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If, if you could just like snap your fingers and have whatever you want, there's really not that much of a payoff for it. Mm-hmm. And anything that's mm-hmm. good is going to take work. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. So, I mean, yeah, while we're going through these goals, trying to attain something, trying to do whatever, enjoy that process. Yeah. It might be tough, yeah. but like that is something you can focus on. And like, Hell, if, if you can put your stamp on a day saying, I did a good day's work, that's that's something. Yeah. And if you look Preach. back, you say, okay, like I, you know what I mean? I did it. It's a lot, you know, you didn't give up. And you know, yeah. I think that's, uh, it It shows like, uh, it, it builds your mental mental strength, I want to say. Yeah. 100%. And I think even with that, though, is like, yes, have these goals in mind, what you want to do maybe each day or each week, but just allow yourself to like, do nothing sometimes you know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna work towards my goal today i'm just Mm -hmm. going to hang out with my friends i'm gonna watch netflix i'm gonna take a a day to myself you know just yeah Yeah. you're in your own race you're you're racing yourself you're not racing anyone else so no point yeah Uh, speaking from a from a procrastinator not a procrastinator well i am a procrastinator but a a perfectionist right is you know the quote by voltaire is perfection is the enemy of good and trying to get something Mm. to be perfect instead of just doing it can really hinder progress and focusing on yourself, trying to be perfect can affect yourself and make just actually experience the moment from going through what you're going through. Think about the quarantine, right? I thought I was going to come out of here. This with an eight pack. Like I I thought I was going to work out every damn day, like get absolutely work out every day. Okay. Well, that's true. Okay. I have worked out every day. So I do have that, but I mean, there's there's been doing like, 
Oh, there was a difference between like doing squats for two minutes and like, you know, like my shout out to Casey Chin. He's out here on Instagram working out like five hours a day. It's something insane. There's the comparison. Yeah, there's the comparison, right? (laughs) But, but, but that doesn't take away from my effort and what I'm doing. So, um, and I mean, I think we just live in an age where they're like saying there's so much comparison and when someone is not perfect, not only may it not like, you know, it might not make them want to be open and honest and real about what's going on, but also people online love to attack those who aren't perfect. And I I think there's a, there's a huge space online and we're seeing it, you know, more and more is just that cancel culture. And I think that's just, it's like, there's a conversation to be had. And I like Malik, I just want to know your, your thoughts on cancel culture. Um, I mean, my thoughts on cancel culture uh, now probably differ than they did a year ago and they might change a year from now. But I think the, um, the thing that I've learned at least is that um, the reaction of, of wanting to completely block someone out or, you know, cancel somebody or work with people to make sure that somebody else doesn't have a platform um, can be a dangerous topic. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't really, while it is satisfying to see, see like someone like get laced who deserves to get laced. Um, it's also a thing where it's just like, well, that person's not going to learn from it. And like, you know, if you just take all the people that you cancel and then you put them on an Island that doesn't get rid of them, that just groups them all together. Like that's not really productive. What you, what I would do, uh, if, you know, one of my friends or someone, someone made like a tweet or, uh, it's it's crazy also how I said tweet there because like I'm automatically associating like Twitter with like poor content, but that's another story. It should. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that if you if you cancel someone uh, or someone says something that's extremely offensive, you have to do, and it's not up to the individual. It's not up to one person maybe because I think that can be a burden. But it's like you have to give that person an opportunity to be able to learn what they did was wrong, um, and provide them with the resources or the tools or the understanding to be able to learn more about why. And I think that that'll probably get them to be a better person, whether or not that person does anything with what's presented to them or, or listens to it is a different story. That's when I think you can say peace. Um, but I think that like immediately shutting somebody out or something out that, um, that is inappropriate or inoffensive without it being a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, we might be getting a bit of ahead of ourselves and that's not to condone anybody like, um, you know, who's made offensive comments has been like, Oh, he's saying it's okay. Like, I'm not saying it's okay to make those comments. I'm saying that if you do make those comments, you have to be ready to learn why and your mind has to be open. And if it's not, then that's when we say, see you later. Yeah. In my opinion, what do you think doc? <laughs> I, I think cancel culture is so tricky because it's one term used for so many different scenarios. It's a whole spectrum, right? Yeah. It's, you know, like, like part of it is sometimes digging up someone's tweets from 10 years ago where they made a slightly offensive joke that they've apologized for, but people don't see the apology. So then they dig this up and then they say, oh, this is their current thoughts. Similar to like Kevin, what happened yeah, with Kevin Hart, Kevin right? Hart. Yeah, exactly. um, 10 years ago, I think he said something insulting, uh, making a joke about if his, his uh, son was gay, that he would like hurt him pretty much. This is something he apologized for. His head or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was in like 2010 and he apologized for, you know, like I think 2015, 2016, he's apologized multiple times. But then it got brought up in 2019 and they skipped the apology and then they say, we got to cancel Kevin Hart. For me, that is like, that isn't really, that's not really productive because this is somebody that's taken accountability for what he said. He's apologized to that community. He's done what he kind of need to, to show that he has that remorse. But then we ignore the, the apology and we just bash him all over again and kind of ruin some of his business opportunities. So. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Cause it's just like, he's made a mistake multiple times. Right. So it's like, at what point do you say, Oh, I'm learning or I'm learning. And then, you know, before you say, you know, this person not actually invested in any type of learning. No. So he didn't make it repeatedly. He did it all in that kind of year period. 
But then after that, he's been apologizing multiple times because he oh. gets brought up and brought up. So when it gets brought up for like a fifth time, he's like, guys, like, I'm done with this. I've apologized enough times. Like, you can do what you want. I for me, that's a little unfair. You know? I agree. No, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree. Yeah. But yeah, I just think there's just such a large spectrum of what cancel culture is. So it's kind of hard to comment on it as a whole. I think, you know, if they're justified and they feel that way about this person, then do what you got to do. I mean, <laughs> you know, like we're seeing a lot of brands being canceled now because of the way that, you know, they're responding to the Black Lives Matter and things of that nature. For me, I feel like I'm personally offended by a lot of these brands. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to spend any money there. You know, they're considered canceled in my mind and I'm completely fine with that stance. But other people might say, oh, that's too harsh and I want to give them more more chances. That's up but, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about this on one of the, the episodes, Dak, but it's just like, we can choose where I want to spend my money. Like my money's a vote. I don't have to exactly. support anybody. So it's like, yeah. Oh, whether or not I choose to spend money here, I never had an obligation to do so in the first, uh, you know, in the, in mm-hmm. the first place. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I think that's exactly it. Is it? It's a bit of a subjective conversation, right? Each situation can be different. Like, yeah, I think like biology Twitter is in flames right now because some dude said worms don't really matter, and I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. Biology but, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, but I mean, Mal, you hit on the head too, is there's a bit of like personal onus that comes with it. And like, there's two different types of people, right? One who they're just being out there saying, I'm going to do what I want. And I don't know why I went with a South Southern America accent. I I that I was do. weird. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what I want. Uh, and yeah. I don't care how you feel snowflake. Like that's the one attitude. Yeah. And the other one is like, honestly curious is okay what is wrong here how can i learn from it and i think sure. that's a totally really important mindset like i think uh, yeah. you know what i'll say on that is i i do think that's important but i also think that like there's a nuance with that as well right there are subtleties in in what you just said that i think are really important to point out because one person is being you know willfully ignorant and the other person is being ignorant to uh, the fact that they have resources that the same amount of resources that I have commenting on this Facebook post to be able to educate themselves. And what I think that it's really brutal that I see quite a bit is someone who comments on something that's like, uh, what's wrong with this? I don't understand it. It's like, well, you clearly weren't watching what it was about. And if you were, then you can just go on to Google search and then, you know, uh, understand yourself. It's, I think a yeah. lot of people put the onus on other people to do the homework for them when they have the same access to resources. It's not up to anybody else to educate you. So I think people commenting on those types of forums, um, you know, some are being explicitly ignorant and the other ones just um, are just ignorant to the fact that, you know, they have the same uh, access to resources that everybody else does. Absolutely. And I think that just kind of goes hand in hand with like, you can only really tend to the garden that you can touch, right? There's certain people out there who you're never going to reach and you're never going to, they're never going to want to listen to what you have to say. And yeah, okay, do you, right? But there's other people who hopefully will actually listen and hopefully actually learn from everything going on. And like, man, 2020 has been an absolute whirlwind. Like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Kobe died, um, the world went to, quarantine hell and yeah and then just like right into the george floyd absolutely senseless murder and then just everything that's coming from that like it's been an insane year i I think like it's it's if it's not the craziest year at least of my life i can say that for sure i don't know about history but man it's been a crazy year and I, i don't know about you guys but like i know for me is you know at first going into it i was like cool i get to you know stay at home, get some sleep, you know, work my PJs, woohoo. Um, yeah, yeah. And at a certain point it became, this sucks and I have to do things for myself now because I'm not doing well mentally. Like I need to figure out a new routine. I have to really buckle down. Like I think hard times make hard people. And mm-hmm. I do feel yeah, like every yeah. day I'm getting that, you know, 1% stronger, 1% better. But what has this whole year been like for you guys on on that mental health side like what has that experience been like oh, man. Again, yeah, I, another huge question yeah, yeah. <laughs> very huge question yeah 
Um, and I think similar to you, when this pandemic started, I was, people weren't really taking it that seriously. Like we think kind of February, early March, it was like, I, I can attest to this, like being younger, not hearing any cases about young people, you're thinking, oh, like I'm, I'm Iron Man out here. Like I'll be fine. I won't have it. I'll just kind of wait this out. And then you start to find out that younger people are still getting it and younger people are also dying from it. And you're like, oh, okay. This is like a whole new reality sets in where it's like, I need to be taking it seriously. I need a social, social distance and I, I can't leave my house really. So I think that was a huge adjustment for me for sure. Um, followed by the George Floyd case that happened shortly after that. Uh, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so many different cases, really. And it's yeah. just like that starts to weigh in on you because that whole time when a lot of, you know, my white friends are reaching out to me like, hey, are you OK? What kind of resources can I do to better understand, you know, anti-black racism and things like that? And all of that, I don't know if they even realized was just adding a bigger toll on me because now I have to be your teacher and educate you on what you should already know or what you can find out on your own so that whole just like maybe it was like a three-week period where it was just more so uh running rampant like where, where people just were posting more on social media and trying to be an ally but also kind of being a little performative where it was just like really crushing me really really crushing me and i'm glad we had the podcast where we were able to talk about our opinions on that and and get guests to come in and to make sure I will do a little bit of a sanity check, you know, I was able to speak with people going through some of the same stuff and um, share our thoughts. And we're still continuing those conversations, which, which has been good, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at now, you know, just trying to try to make the best out of, out of what we have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with the same, same sort of sentiment as you doc. Uh, I think when this, this thing first kicked off, like I actually like kind of got used to, I had to open up to working from home, but I actually kind of like felt like it was like a really good opportunity for me to like not necessarily be around all the people that I work with at all times. Although I do miss yeah. the social aspect of work. I really do. Like I like my, my coworkers and stuff and it's tough not seeing them every single day in person. Um, and that's a big part of what advertising agencies are like too. But um, I had to shift that mindset and you know at the same time there's a lot of things that were happening you know for the company that I work for in terms of like you know dollars are being shifted around like you know people are getting laid off like all these types of things like they're trying to stop this free fall that was happening and I think that you know weighed a lot of my mental health as well because I was like I don't even know if I'm gonna have a job in a couple months you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, I'm one of the lucky, you know, bunch, uh, on my group at my agency that, you know, has fortunately stuck around. Um, but the tough part is, is, you know, to Dax's point is that amongst this, there's like so much, so many other bigger things that are happening in the world. Like the George Floyd case, uh, the, you know, the week after, uh, you know, that happened, I took the week off. Cause I was like, I remember going in back into work on my first day, like first day, basically of the new week since it happened. And, you know, on Sunday night, I was checking my emails because uh, I'm a good accounts person. You know that, Doc. Um, but <laughs> one of the, the, the execs from our company reached out to, you know, all the black people who worked at the agency and what, like booked a meeting with us to sort of like regroup and talk. And I knew that going into that, it was like, this is going to be a different week. Like this isn't like I'm not going to feel yeah, yeah. about a lot of things. So I remember being very emotional and like getting to that meeting, talking a lot about things and then going from that to, you know, working on you know, answering questions about a campaign that I'm working on. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I just simply cannot. So mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough that I have, you know, a, a boss and, you know, you know, hire up people who support me in those situations. And uh, I was lucky enough to like get the day off, which I'm you know, or the week off, which I'm really excited or I was really excited about at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, which episode? Can I remember listening to that episode? Which episode was it that you talked about the um, there's the fatigue that came from you know people reaching out and and trying to do that? Like which which episode was that? It was like three or four episodes ago, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like a string of them. Yeah, I it was. Yeah, it was really a bunch Josh. Like, yeah, it started with Josh, which was episode I want to say nine, episode nine of season two. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after that, we've just been continuing that conversation. Yeah. 
yeah. um, with other people, Seth and Anton, and yeah, keep keep it moving forward for sure. Um, yeah, the Janice episode is pretty good. The latest one. Uh, I uh, I uh, I can't wait to listen to that one. Um, our number probably one of our our most uh, senior ones on the. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, like, I remember listening to that episode and like Malik, you were sharing, you know, you know, I got a bunch of people reaching out to me saying, you know, how can I help? How are you doing? And, and then you said, you know, like it's that in itself is exhausting. Cause man, I can't even get away from yeah. it. And like, I think just the realization that like, yeah, for a lot of people, this is like one of the first times maybe they're opening up their eyes to the reality of what's going on. But like, it, it just added to your plate. So Malik, personally, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, like if I, if I added, <laughs> and, oh, I totally reached out to Malik, man. I was trying to be ally number one, like, and I didn't want yeah. to be, I wasn't trying to be like performative or anything, but like it, no, it was, no. I think it was just one of the things that even like trying to be helpful in that moment, I was a little ignorant to just the reality of what yeah. it's like to go through that personally. For sure, man. And like, you know, I appreciate you, you saying sorry, but at the same time, like for me, a big thing in this whole situation is like the intent behind it as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, I'm not being like, Ty, like, you know, get, stop asking me these questions. Like, blah, 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 blah. At least. It was more so like, yeah, I, it's, I know you're reaching out in good conscience because, you know, you're one of my closest friends, but I knew that you were also doing the homework behind the scenes too. And I think that like, you know, like I was saying about the, the person who comments on the Facebook article being like, well, what's wrong with this? I don't yeah. get it. It's like yeah. you know, people I think are starting to clue in on that. And it's like, you should just do the homework because that's what would really help me. And I think a lot of uh, like a big situation um, with the context now is that like, we all have access to the same resources mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? We should just be, you know, we should use them because that'll help you know, better our understanding of, of everything going on. I can't fix the problem. This is a problem that was basically created by white people. So um, I can be like, you should read this book, but at the same time, it's also kind of like your problem to solve, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah. So how do we keep this conversation going now that, you know, the news cycle has more or less moved on now that it seems like, you know, people are, 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 I don't want to say over it because people aren't. Oh, well, some people are over it, but you know, it yeah. seems it seems like everything is move, trying to move forward. But there's still a lot left. Like Brianna Taylor's killers are still out there. Like there's still a lot yeah. going. Like how do we keep this conversation going? How do we keep it productive? And maybe uh, that's and so, maybe that's an unfair question even to ask. Like, just from your own perspective, how do we keep it going? Yeah, I actually don't think it's necessarily moved on. I think. Um, based on what I'm seeing, like I'm on Twitter quite a lot, but I'm still mm -hmm. seeing a lot of protests happen mm -hmm. happening across the US where Portland. consistently day yeah, in and day out. And I'm like, I am so glad that this is still happening, you know, mm -hmm. that we haven't moved on. Um, maybe not so much in Toronto, but actually, no, there's been a few protests that, you know, they're still trying to defund mm -hmm. the police. That's still a initiative that has been happening in Toronto um, pretty frequently. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if we've necessarily That's moved fine. on. I think just keeping our pulse on the, on the trigger and, and making sure that these voices aren't, aren't, um, aren't diminished. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think for me, it's been a really interesting experience because I'm the only black person on my team of over a hundred people at my agency. <laughs> that, that in itself is just absurd. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I like that I'm, that I now have like this, this vision for is that like, I can't change the world. Right. But I can change like the world that I live in. And I think that like, if I'm able to make a difference in my industry, you know, at my agency with the people who I work with every single day, like that to me is a win. Cause that'll only get bigger and bigger. And I think that yeah. those are the types of, you know, I'm forcing the conversation to continue because we're saying oh, like, unfortunately a couple of weeks ago, um, or actually last week, uh, I was in a meeting and a client said something that was like, you know, very inappropriate, you know, very like racist kind of thing. Yeah. And I went out, I, you know, I didn't say anything on the call, but, um, you know, right afterwards I emailed, I emailed my boss and was just like, okay, like we're saying we're doing the learning, we're saying we're taking a stance, we're saying we're doing this. 
what's the protocol and what's the follow-up going to be to this conversation. It's, I think it's just like a level of accountability that like mm. I'm trying to uphold with, with the people around me. Um, yeah. So I would say that's probably how to, how to keep the conversation going. We've mm. said it and we don't want to look performative. So, mm. you know, what's the move? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And I was watching uh, F1 this weekend and, um, you know, everyone's wearing and racism t-shirts and um, Lewis, no, it's over. It's, it's over. over. It's over. No, <laughs> like, but Lewis Hamilton, the um, like the only black driver in F1, right? Like he's been a yeah, yeah. and everything going on there. And at, after the race, he completely called out another driver. He called out F1 in general because every race so far, it seems like, when they're trying to like get together and either kneel or do something, everyone's elsewhere and they're just starting it and it's totally unorganized. And he completely called it out being like, we need support from like the people who are actually in charge of everything going on. Like you said this, you said that let's, let's see like the action steps now. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. with sports coming back, I think it's a real opportunity to like, just like NBA coming back up, inject that into my veins. Like, uh, I can yeah, pivot off of, off of this conversation to NBA coming back. Give me like one minute on what you're excited about Malik. Finish, no, finish what you were saying before. Okay. Right? We can okay. okay. I'll, 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 okay. I'll stick the land and then we'll pivot yeah. <laughs> with sports coming back. I think, um, a lot of people who were anti Kaepernick are wearing some egg on their face right now. I think that the world is moving forward. I think that, you know, I I just for sports to continue the conversation sports will like, you know, there's going to be millions of people watching this. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity for a million of eyes. I mean, look at the Washington racial slurs right now, I guess the Washington football team now, technically, right. Losing finally when the, when the money gets affected, now they're going to change their name. Right. So it works, man. How it works. It's unfortunate. It took this long. I mean, I think they, this very like Bria put it perfectly. Just call themselves the potato skins, and everyone's going to be happy. Worked perfectly, but I mean, just like, I mean, it's perfect. It's it's anyways. Um, yeah. So I I guess I'm really excited for sports to come back. I'm excited for the spotlight once again to just continue. And yeah. Now NBA. I'm curious. Oh, go ahead, Dak. I'm cur- on the NBA conversation. Yeah. Uh, just to throw a wrench in this and have a discussion. Yeah. What do you guys think about Kyrie Irving saying a while ago that he didn't want sports to come back because he thinks it's going to distract from the current message surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because like I see both sides of it. Um, yeah. As like when sports were were gone this was a focal point. Like this is what people watch and kept up with. Yeah. Sports are back. It's like, Oh, we're we're taking away from the actual issue. So I totally understand it. But I also think that like, to what we were saying before is sports is a good opportunity for, you know, these conversations to continue to be had and, you know, have the eyeballs uh, on, on everything. So, you know, if players are, if there's, you know, black lives matter on like the court, people are going to see it every single time. Mm -hmm players play and eventually it's just that message is going to be driven home so i think that i see both sides of it and that like i i get it but i also think that like a lot of players are using their platform to speak up about it now the media attention on them 100%. and i think uh like we talk about like nhl as well or right? like maybe a sport that's uh gonna have a lot uh how do i put this right like i mean you think of the demographic in the NHL and you hear some of the stories that have come out about the NHL. Uh, It's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how um, they stand up to this because all eyes are on you. Right. And it's like, I I think even if there's like a negative, it's going to be followed up by 14 positives, right? Someone's going to say something that's not going to stand. And it's a, it feels like, it feels like a different time. I don't know if it really is, but it feels like, there's been a step in the right direction. Like people are open. People are more willing to speak up. People are more willing to call out. And I don't, I'm just really excited to see how it turns out, I guess. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Has the NHL made a, like made a public stance on Black Lives Matter? Yeah. It was like pretty, oh. it was pretty bad though. Like it was like a classic. Okay. <laughs> Fans type. It was like classic. Yeah. 
it wasn't worth it. I was like, just don't post any black square. Yeah. 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 Black square and then right. ghost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, okay, any thoughts on NBA coming back other than, uh, other than Kyrie and, and all that? I'm excited. I think like, I'm excited, man. Toronto. Yeah. I, I really want to see how Toronto does. Um, obviously Lakers too, like LeBron was killing it before everything mm-hmm. happened. So it's just always fun to watch this guy. He's what, 35, 36 now, best shape of his life. Like that's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. Like To me, like I'm excited to watch basketball again. Like that's going to be hype, but I'm also just yeah. like they canceled the season. I'd be like, sure. Like I'm fine with that. The worst thing that, that I see happening, and I think it probably will, is that, like we're gonna get to the finals, and like LeBron or Kawhi Leonard is gonna get COVID, and they're not gonna play, and then it's gonna have all this controversy. Oh, One person wins a title. Well, this person wasn't playing, and mm-hmm. it's just like there's too much, too many factors that are like heavily favoring situations like that. So I'm kind of like, yeah. uh, maybe they should just cancel the season. But again, like if NBA is on, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, 100%. yeah, straight up. All right, so we're at that point of the show where uh, I ask the question I ask everyone that comes on the show. Uh, we'll start with you, Dak. Okay. What is, and again, mm. I, I asked this question because like we can go down so many damn rabbit trails, but this one was actually pretty focused. So don't feel like you don't have to, like, you don't have the option to repeat what you've already said. So what's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um... I would say something that I've always done pretty well is not to take things too seriously. Mm. So it's been a detriment sometimes, like sometimes it's been bad because (laughs) you need to take things seriously sometimes, but I've always just been pretty playful, pretty, you know, like go with the flow, accept the things that you can't change. And that's just kind of my personality. So I don't get too stressed or hung up on certain things because if I can't fix it, then what's the point of, um, being fixated on it right so yeah except the things you can't change go with the flow easier said than done for sure but that's kind of my mantra it's kind of how i try to live my life and it allows me to be stress-free in a lot of scenarios i would say i love it control what you control cope with what you can't and concentrate on what's important love it there you go mm-hmm. malik how about you uh i think it kind of goes back to like one of our previous questions that you asked at the beginning and i just think that like goes back to like the comparison thing. Um, I think if you can focus a little bit more on, you know, your own goals within reason, obviously like there's going to be people who come in, into your life that like you need to account for and stuff like that. But I think if you can like yeah, yeah. break things out into like digestible chunks and just like focus on that and stop comparing yourself to other people, it'll sort of like help you hone in on, um, you know, the, the joy and happiness that comes out of life. Um, so I'd probably say that, like making it, um, like stay in your lane. If there's one way that I can describe it, stay in your lane and just like focus on the things that you need to get better at. And, you know, that comes with a lot of discipline as well. And like, that's a factor into it too. But, um, I would probably say that. Race your race. 100%. All right. Um, where can people find y'all online? Where can't you the find The madmix.com, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, same URL from four years ago. The madmix.com. You can find, you know, all of our podcast episodes there. You can, any podcast platform, just search up the Mad Mix podcast and you'll be able to hear me and Malik, our beautiful voices, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, the underscore madmix and same on Twitter. And yeah, again, touch with us. Follow us. Yeah, follow it. Any uh, personal handles? Uh, you can find us on the madmix.com. If you want to add <laughs> us, you got to go through, you got to go through the madmix site first. I did a great job designing it. So uh, there you go. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I do love what you guys are doing with, uh, with the podcast, with the whole space. So, Hey, you got my support. Keep doing what you're doing. You didn't need my support, but hell keep doing it. We need your We'd support. love it. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> we need everyone's support. Malik, Dak, I love you. I really do from the bottom of my heart. I, uh, um, really quick, Mal, what's something you're grateful for? Uh, I'm grateful for you guys. Mm-hmm. Dak, what about you? Uh, I'm grateful I'm healthy during COVID. Like, uh, yeah, can't overlook that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Awesome. What about you, Ty? Yeah, what, what about you? 
honestly, I'm just, I'm grateful for Bria. Uh, we're doing like a lot of things right now. And without her, like she is so much more of an analytical, higher level thinking than I am that yeah. man, like, I would not have like what I have right now if it wasn't for her. So it's just, I'm really grateful for her this week. So that's always dedicated to Bria. No. Ooh. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. We'll have to uh, get this going again sometime. I had a lot of fun. And, uh, for sure, man. Yeah, hey, stay safe. Have a, have a great week. Get the get some sun this week, all that good stuff. Everyone out there in podcast land, have a good one. Love you. Uh, stay safe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Bye.